You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, hello, Murph. Hey there. How's it going? Fantastic. Uh, it seems like just yesterday we were talking about how cold it was yeah. and wishing that we were biking outside. And poof, it's May. Well, almost May. And it's been warm and sunny outside. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've been biking every day this week. And having the sunshine on me, like, you don't realize how much you've missed that. It's crazy. I know. It's yeah, it's truly gorgeous outside here in Iowa, and I hope it is where you guys live as well, you listeners. Yeah. Uh, because it's bike season, baby. It, it, it is. I'm going to guess there's probably some listeners out there somewhere in the country looking out their windows right now and still seeing snow. And yeah. I guess, sorry, but man, in Iowa, it is actually looking and feeling like spring. Yeah. Well, you know, like any of the Midwestern states, it's spring in quotation marks because I did see snow in our forecast for this weekend. <laughs> yeah. now, I think it will snow and not stick, but um, it's we have a wide variety of weather this time of year. So I, I encourage you to take advantage of when it's nice out because we have a couple of those or a lot of those days recently. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, I've been getting in a couple of rides on my new bike even, which Ooh, is pretty fun. Yay. Yeah. That's cool. Mostly, mostly just around here in the Des Moines metro area just because I've been busy with work, but um, can't wait to get out biking more places with my new baby. Yes, that bike is so sweet. I know, it's pretty fun. I've been definitely enjoying the new wheels, and if you've been th- any of you listeners have been thinking about getting a new bike, highly recommend it because <laughs> it just gets you re-excited about everything cycling that's fun, everything that's enjoyable about cycling. And if you have a bike that you've had for a long time and you aren't looking at getting a new bike, I encourage you to just get it, take it to the shop and get it tuned up and maybe... Yeah get it clean on it, get it detailed, yep. and you'll feel like you're on a new bike again. But So how about you, Murph? I know you've been out biking some cool places re- recently. Oh, yeah. I have been doing some uh, big-time traveling lately. Um, I, I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'm on a quest to check off every single state in the United States and say that I've biked mm. there. So I recently checked off two more states. Uh, oh, very went good. with a friend. She has got one of those camper van things so we um kind of Thelma and Louise did and rode down or drove down to Kentucky and we biked on a trail uh that took us through what's called land between the lakes recreation area so you can you can guess what's between the lakes land 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 (laughs) (laughs) beautiful like they're these two really like I don't know, artsy bridges that you go over each lake. Mm. And then, of Mm -hmm. course, the recreational area inside of it is, you know, there weren't any homes. It was just a beautiful, um, I want to say park, but it was miles and miles and miles. So it was really cool. Oh, gorgeous. And then on our way back, we um, went into Indiana so I could check off that state Mm. and biked on what's called the Greenway Passage. And it was also beautiful. Like it took us through... um, the metro of Evans, Evansville, I believe it was called. So that was really cool, too. Uh, yep, Evansville is down in southern Indiana. Yep. Kind of by the Kentucky border. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, for those of you who may not remember, I have lived in Indiana where I went to college. I've done a lot of biking in Indiana, and it is 
awesome. Actually, they've really invested in their cycling infrastructure. Yeah. I haven't biked down in Evansville, but I have biked a lot in Indianapolis, and I totally recommend it. Yeah. Just, and and this... It's a little flatter than Iowa, but it's still really pretty. Agreed. And this trail that we were on, you know, took you through uh, neighborhoods, but a lot of it was right on uh, waterfront. So it was just beautiful. Mm. So you're right. Yeah. They have invested. They've definitely invested in, you know, artwork and the pavement. It's it was great. Yeah, that's awesome. And I guess before that, I I'm I hate to brag, but I did go down to Texas to see Taylor <laughs> Swift. Ooh, yeah. you're her Swifty. Secret Swifty. I actually... I don't know that I am a Swifty. I am now because the concert was so good and it was at the Cowboy Stadium. Mm. And but while we were there for that weekend, it happened to also be the Women's National Basketball Tournament. And oh, as you know, Iowa yep. was in the championship game and so we said YOLO and we ended up getting a ticket <laughs> and so we got to go see that game which, you know, they lost, but wow, it was so cool. Oh, what a game and what an experience for those women. I'm so jealous that you were able to go down and see that, cheer them on live. Yeah, it was awesome. So, yeah. Um, I have a really quick side note. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. You oh, know, I'm ready. You know the saying, don't cry over spilt milk? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, you tell me that a lot. Do- <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, stay with me, AP, and stay with me, listeners, because there's a reason for me asking that. So, okay. did all this traveling, and I was with my friend in her camper van, and For people who know me, you know that I only drive my car maybe once a month. It's probably Mm -hmm. mostly when I come visit you, Andrea, in Des Moines. (laughs) So I have underground parking at my condo building. So my car just, you know, waits underground, waits for me. So coming Mm -hmm. back from these epic trips and I uh, ordered groceries online because I needed groceries, right? So um, ordered them online and what they do here where I live is that you can order your groceries, they'll have them ready for you. And then you just drive and pick them up. Mm-hmm. So got back home, jumped in my car, went and got my groceries. You know, the, the guy put him in the back seat. And then I got home. And I had, you know, all these bags. So I get upstairs, putting stuff away. And I noticed that my milk jug is like a quarter, like there's a quarter of it missing. Oh, and I'm no. like, what? This is weird. And it had a little dent in it. So I'm like, oh, it must the guy must have dropped it. Or I don't know. I didn't drop it. But there wasn't really any milk like in the bag. Or I'm like, well, where did that milk go? Like maybe, maybe oh, he gave it to no. me, you know, with it already empty. I don't know. Then I, I didn't even think anything more about it. A week goes by and I go to get in my car yesterday. And <gasps> I am just positive that there's something dead in my car. Because I'm like... There is must be a dead mouse, or maybe I hit a bird and it got stuck in the grill. Oh, it no. It took me till last night to remember the spilt milk is now oh, in the back no. of my car. And it's dry, oh, right? So I, I can't yeah. even tell where it is. I just know my car oh. <laughs> smells so bad. So if anybody out there has ever dealt with spilled milk that then dries and is rotten, and Ew. stinks up my entire car. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, should I go sell it? Should I sell the car? Well, don't cry. That's step one. <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. So. I don't know. I've been to some of those, like, car wash places where they have vacuums and they have, like, a foaming shampoo oh, that okay. you could use. Okay. I mean, that's my best suggestion. But that's that's gross. I don't know. Yeah. You, you might have to dump it in the river. 
the I whole m- thing. <laughs> I might. <laughs> and I can't, you know, I have a really sensitive sense of smell, but I can't mm-hmm. determine where where it was spilled. If it was, you know, on the, you know, where you keep your feet when you or are a passenger or if it was on oh, the back yeah. seat or... So Ugh. I don't know. I've got to deal with that. So that's a yeah. little side note. And please well, email us if you have a great <laughs> a great idea for me. Yeah. I think maybe just never drive again. Just the bike only. <laughs> okay. Just, that's Perfect. my suggestion to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Back to the topic uh, right. at hand. So one state okay. I have yet to pedal in is Georgia. How about you? Yeah, I have never biked in Georgia, although it's definitely on my bucket list after our interview we have coming up today. I know. So that's today's interview. We are going to learn more about biking in Georgia. Yes, we have Franklin Johnson on the show today to talk about Bragg, which is the bicycle ride across Georgia. Yes. So Franklin is the executive director, and also he is a Georgia native, so he knows all things Georgia. Yeah, and it just sounds like just an incredible event and all the satellite events that they have surrounding Bragg sound really cool as well. Um, something about Bragg that you might not know, listener, is that the ride is about 40 years old and it was inspired by Ragbri. So uh, a woman named Dot Moss rode Ragbri long ago and thought, hey, we should do this in Georgia and the rest is history. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to go deal with my spilled milk and let's <laughs> listen to Franklin talk about Bragg. Well, welcome to the podcast, Franklin Johnson. Franklin. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here. Yeah, and this is a special um, interview episode because we've been trying to get you on the podcast for a long time. I did not know I was so popular. (laughs) (laughs) And um, everyone heard about this in the intro, but you are the executive director for Bragg. And what does Bragg stand for? Bragg it has definitely the best acronym in the cycling world, for sure. Hands oh, yeah. Um, and it stands for the Bicycle Ride Across Georgia. Well, I believe, do you know that you're on a RAGBRAI podcast? So I think our acronym is pretty nice, too. I would disagree because <laughs> everyone I've talked to who you've told them once about it in the past, oh, yeah, you're going out to do that RAGBRA thing or the RAGBRI. Oh, yeah. yeah. All it's, right. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's yeah it's kind of like having a, a dog name where you have two syllables is probably too many syllables you really want to stick to one syllable and just say it you know break yeah for sure for sure so. yes well we're very happy to have you on and uh, before we get into the like the nuts and bolts of what exactly brag is will you tell the listeners where you currently live and maybe what the cycling culture is like there uh, yes, I am located actually in Atlanta, Georgia, capital of Georgia. Um, grew up in the area, went to school here, so very familiar with it. Um, I'd say it's got a great cycling culture. Um, Atlanta is the king of cars for sure. Um, if you you have to have a car, we don't have great public transportation here, mm. so a lot of people do commute by bike, um, and we have a lot of great cycling infrastructure here. We've got trails that go you know nearly all the way across the state. We've got a Freedom Park trail that. Um, goes, you know, tons of miles out to some state parks around the area. So we've got a lot of good cycling infrastructure and really good advocates around who have uh, been increasing that as the years have gone on. So as long as I've lived here, I've definitely seen growth in the number of people commuting and also recreational cycling in the area. Excellent. Oh, go ahead. Do you have, what is your gravel culture like in Georgia? It's growing. 
um, and Bragg's, we're actually going to offer a gravel ride. Um, Ooh. Probably the fall of next year. This year, we were trying to do it this year. It might not work out, but um, so it's definitely growing. I actually ride a gravel bike for, for everything. I find mm. in the city with a number of potholes and trash on the road and stuff like that, it's just easier to ride a gravel bike than a road bike here in the city. So that's what I ride. Yeah, I actually do that too. I, or at least my favorite bike right now is my adventure bike, which is uh, meant for gravel. But I've interviewed a couple of people for my own podcast that were from the Atlanta area. And they definitely, excuse the word, but they definitely brag highly about <laughs> how cool it is to bike in your area. Oh, for sure. And that's the other thing too, is not just Atlanta, but the state as a whole, mm-hmm. um, you can start, you can go up north and get a ton of mountains. We have a ride up there called Six Gap, which is, um, you know, 10,000 feet of elevation in um, 100 miles. So you can Ooh, get a ton of mountains, tons of views. Uh, we got the Piedmont, the Midlands, which are more rolling hills. Um, and then we've got, you know, the south, we've got a bunch of islands you can ride on and some of the, the coastal areas, which are super flat, but also have great cycling infrastructure. So just as a state, we have everything to offer from beaches and islands to rolling hills and farmland to mountains if you want to get uh, get some elevation in. So definitely offer it all. So anybody that has not been to Georgia yet to ride their bicycle needs to put it on the calendar, right? Oh, great place to ride a bike. Yeah. Sure. You're making it sound pretty appealing with the beaches and the, <laughs> the mountains and the warmth in general. So uh, yeah, we just got back from one of our winter rides where we uh, we visit four different islands uh, <laughs> in a week long ride, and our average temperature was like seventy four oh, uh, while we were there. Terrible. So it was great. <laughs> yeah. It was an awful work trip, I tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get a little bit into work, and you know, we're trying to tell people that Georgia is a great place to bike, and uh, you have a specific, actually, you have multiple events. But I wanted to at least start out by talking specifically about Bragg, and I think we already mentioned that you're the executive director there. So, tell us a little bit about Bragg. Yeah, so Bragg is an annual odyssey of exploration across the state. Mm. Um, it's the second oldest cross-state ride right behind Rag Ride. Oh, wow. That's uh, cool. Yeah. So we actually are, the lady who founded Bragg um, went up and rode Rag Ride in the 70s, uh, came back and decided, Georgia's way cooler than Iowa. We need something just like that. So, hey. <laughs> so, so, she, started, uh, so she started Bragg back in 1980, and it's been going strong ever since. Um, I took it over back in 2015, 2016, mm. and have just really turned it into uh, not only a cycling event because you are, you know, you're on the bike and you're riding many miles a day. But when we when we get off the bike, um, we have a number of things you can do and get into that are really going to expose you to the culture of the area. Um, last year, for instance, our theme was peaches to beaches. Uh, oh, hello. nice. Yeah. Georgia, of course, being the peak state, we went um, and we visited 14 different farms along the tour. So we had, um, you know, two to three different stops at farms where you could try the local produce, meet and talk to the farmers while you're out there. Um, and that was out on the route every day. So all the rest stops were at farms, which is a really cool tour. So we have a, we have a theme like that every year to kind of get people uh, immersed in our culture here. I love that. That's such a cool way to sort it. Like we have a logo every year, but it doesn't really influence the ride. I really like how that it permeates the ride itself with the theme. Yeah. So um, just let's backtrack just a little bit um, and talk about you for a second. What did you do before you led Bragg? So I was actually in finance for a great many years and 
was finding it not as fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> can you can you imagine? Yeah. Um, I'm and I've got you know I've got an entrepreneurial spirit. So we uh, I started doing beer and music festivals um, with some friends of mine, um, and that was going well. But it was not uh, the audience we chose was never you know going to grow and turn into a full time gig. But then the um, I had actually ridden brag growing up, and my mom has done it. Uh, 25 years in a row um, wow. so she was really good friends with the old executive director um, and he was kind of aging out and looking to retire and looking to bring on a new young whippersnapper to uh, to get the ride in shape again and um, actually quit my full-time finance gig went a year without paycheck to take over Bragg and, wow. uh, and turn it around. Wow that is so cool um, yeah. and Bragg happens in the spring or early summer? It's transition. In Georgia, it could be the spring or it could be the summer. It just depends <laughs> on the year. That sounds like Iowa. Uh, yeah. So it is always first week of June, first full week of June every year. Um, and that's our time frame. And sometimes it's hot and sometimes it's chilly. Uh, 2021 was uh, pretty chilly for whatever reason that year. And then last year was right in the middle. So kind of kind of a roll of the dice depending on what kind of weather you get. But typically hot. So when you're saying it's a full week, and uh, like you mentioned, you went to all different kinds of farms one year, um, would you say that it's similar to Ragbri, especially based on if you you know go way back to when it was founded? It was founded based on Ragbri, but would you consider it similar? Nothing is similar to Ragbri. You guys know this. <laughs> um, Ragbri is its own unique animal. Yes. Uh, and love it or hate it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's very unique. I will say, you know, the format is similar in terms of um, we ride every day. We do take a day off in the middle. We have what's called our layover day. So you ride three days and then in the middle, but we'll stay in the same town twice. So you can, we do offer a ride that day. Um, and we offer a lot of other cool things on that layover day or, and then the next three days you ride and finish up the ride. So um, a lot of people like to take that layover day to, do some laundry, hang out with friends. We've got a chocolate and wine tour Ooh. in the town this year. So we've got lots of fun things you can do on the layover day. Um, you know, we'll have concerts and you can go rafting. There's all kinds of fun stuff you can do on the layover day, depending on the city we're in. Um, so a lot of folks like that kind of break in the middle. So the format is very similar to Ragbri. Um, other distinctions, you guys have umpteen million people. Uh, we do not. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe by design, which, that's the case uh, for you. For sure. So, you know, and that's, you know, the, I always tell people you got to go do rag ride. It's kind of the mecca. It's the one thing you got to do. Check it off the bucket list. And our brag actually takes a huge team of folks every year um, that do our ride. And we take them up there to experience rag ride. And we've got a big red teepee tent we set up. And um, so we go up there every year. Um, but a lot of people you tell them and they just, you know, are, are kind of put off by the just sheer volume of people. Yeah. Um, which I love it. I, you know, I think the more the merrier for sure. But uh, Bragg itself will have, you know, right around 1,300 folks uh, this coming year to, to do the cross-state ride. So it's it's large enough that you have all the amenities that you would expect, uh, like showers, indoor camping, hotels, outdoor camping, ho- mobile hotel trailer, uh, phone charging stations, water, rest stops every 15 miles. So it's, it's got all the infrastructure. We've got enough people to get that. But it's small enough um, that it still feels like an intimate ride where you can get to know the community and the folks you're riding with. And is it similar to Rag Ride in that it is a ride, not a race? Oh, for sure. It's definitely Snow okay. Roses. Um, the, our theme this year is lakes and libations. Um, <laughs> nice. So it's, 
so we're going by a number of, of beautiful lakes that we have here in the state. Um, and then at the end of the day, we'll have you know some libations we can enjoy. So very good. It's always it yeah. kills me that that your ride is exactly the same time as the Ragby route inspection. I yes. always say that when I retire, I'm going to come down and do brag. So like I'll hit you up in about I don't know a long time, <laughs> twenty years <laughs> from now. <laughs> Fair enough. Or you just got to ask Matt so you can take a week of vacation. Yeah. (laughs) That's not going to happen. No. No. (laughs) Um, So does the route um, change every year in the places you stop or the direction you go? How does that work? Absolutely. So it changes every year. Um, And there are different corridors, you know, similar to Ragbri. We've got mountains and we've got medium and we've got the coast and flat down south. So it it changes. We'll try and pick a different corridor. and alternate throughout the years of where we are going across the state. Um, so we got some variety we can pick from and like to keep it fresh every year. So it changes every year. You just have one year where it's ultra hard and you do only mountains. <laughs> well, we like to temper it. So when we do go to the mountains, um, it's not, and I love the mountains personally, mm-hmm. just because the scenery you get is amazing. Um, it's typically cooler and it's not as hot. Um, you know, they have a lot of wineries up there, which is really cool. Oh, very um, cool. And just, you know, you can't you can't get those awesome downhills without working for it a little bit. But yeah. what we do when we go to the mountains is we, we typically try and make the day shorter, you know, so you'll have much shorter days, but, mm. you know, higher elevation. Yep. So it doesn't seem as uh, strenuous. So then with that said, uh, maybe you could look at this year and describe a typical day. I mean, are riders getting up really early to get the miles out of the way or are they like, tell us what a typical day is like. So a typical day on break, it depends on who you are. So. Oh, okay. So, all right. So similar so, to other tours. Yeah. So, so we do, so we have a mass start at 7 a.m., which is different than rag oh, ride. So is, I know, oh. Do you um, actually shoot and, a gun like into the air to get people to start or? You know, we did that a few years that people just didn't like it. For oh. some reason. So, um, How about a bugle? The police had issue with it. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe a bugle. Something. Yeah, we need to do something. So uh, we typically have a mass start every morning at, at 7 a.m. And um, most folks will make the mass start. You'll have some who, um, you know, if it's a hard day, they might get out there earlier. Or, you know, if you had too many libations the night before, you know, just can't seem to get it together. Um, like Andrea most days, you'll hey. oh. get started a little late. So Guilty. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll have a mass start and then we'll do a ride. Um, and then, you know, we have rest stops every 15 miles or so, which are typically at a cool um, either a cool geographic marker or something where we can, uh, you know, offer some fun activity for folks. Um, and then from there, you know, they'll ride say, you know, 50, 60 miles, depending on the route that day. Mm. Um, and then you get off the bike and, you know, off the bike is obviously going to be just as long as you were on the bike, depending on how fast you're riding. Mm. Um, so then in the afternoon, you know, we have daily things that are, that happen every day. Like we have an educational class, we offer yoga, there's masseuses on site, um, and then we work with each individual town to bring the best in entertainment and what that town has to offer to all the riders. So we'll have, you know, if we're not staying in the downtown area, we'll have shuttles to the downtown area. Um, and then we'll have a slate of activities. There's, there's typically a concert in each town. Um, sometimes it's a sip and stroll we'll have, you know, if there's rafting, folks can go rafting. In, uh, in Blairsville this year, or excuse me, uh, Brazelton this year, we're doing, a, like I said, that chocolate and wine. They have a bunch of wineries in this particular town and a lot of restaurants around their squares. So they organized a, um, 
a walking tour where you go to different restaurants and try a glass of wine and some chocolate and pair them and go to, you know, five or six different restaurants and enjoy. Um, so tours of the winery that day. So you have tons of different options of what you can do when you get off the bike. Um, and then everybody will, you know, go back to bed and wake up and wash, rinse and repeat. What a way to explore Georgia. Yeah. Wow. I think so. Yeah. Um, when you look at this year, um, I don't know enough about the communities. I'm looking at your website right now, but um, any major challenges? Like, is there going to be a lot of elevation or, you know, obviously weather we can't predict, but any major challenges that you're con- you can think of? Uh, having too much fun. I don't know. Oh, you can, yeah. <laughs> oh you man. Know, choose Andrew, wisely what you want to do. We need to do this one year. I know. I know. <laughs> He's really selling it. Um, so, okay, I have to ask you a question near and dear to my heart. Um, is this a camping event or are hotels available or how do people usually, you mentioned camping trailers? Yeah, so it's a choose your own adventure. Um, mm-hmm. So we have a wide variety of options you can choose. Okay. Um, you can do outdoor camping. You know, we have, you know, uh, spots where we camp depending on where we're at. You know, we try and pick some shady fields where you can get, but it'll all be um, in one location. So you can do outdoor camping, which is, what you know most folks do mm-hmm. then we have indoor camping so we'll stay at you know recreation centers or aquatic centers that will have you know large open gyms where um you know probably 30 40 percent of the riders will choose to do that um, they sleep inside with air conditioning and outlets to charge your phones and things like that which mm-hmm. is also very nice um, a number of folks will do hotels um, so we have shuttles to and from the overnight camp to hotels in the local area or you could a lot of folks will bring an rv Oh. Um, which is also fun if you can find a driver to bring an RV, kind of like the bus culture out there in Iowa. Yeah. Um, and then new this year, which I'm super excited about, is we have um, Snooze Box, oh. which is a mobile hotel trailer. Uh, it's a trailer. It's got hotel rooms in it, so you can just reserve that for the week, and it will move from location to location. So you move into it on Sunday, um, and then you get to live in it for the whole week. Don't have to pack up, pack down don't have to move your stuff, all the amenities, you know, uh, air condition, phone chargers, you know, fans, uh, sleeping in a bed that's yours, you know, all week. And, um, so I'm really excited about that. So if you, if you've seen, uh, you know, pork belly has their fat trailers that yeah. you know, living high on the hog, it's, it's pretty much the exact same <laughs> thing as that. Yeah. That's well, what the, I'm talking about. And the cool thing about the snooze box is once you put your stuff in there, it just travels along ahead of you. Right. Yeah, you don't have to move, which is oh, great. So even wow. if you're staying, you know, hotels are nice, but yeah. you know, hotels are for one night, and you got to pack up your stuff. Yeah, you know, put it on the truck, get it to the next spot, unload it, move it back to the hotel, unpack. I mean, you're killing. Yeah, you know, two hours a day if you're staying at hotels, just commuting. So this eliminates all that. Plus, you get to you don't have to travel to a hotel. You can stay right yeah. in the middle the of the s- action. The snooze yeah. box comes to you. So when I stay up super late and I need to get up get myself out of bed early. I just roll out of bed out of that snooze box and hit the road. I love <laughs> That's it. That's right. I love exactly. It. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. kind of like van life uh, meets brag. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. And you don't have to hire a driver. We'll do it all for you. Oh yeah. There you yeah. go. Cool. And yeah. now I just, little side note, I, you mentioned buses. Bragg has an extremely cool bus that you bring on Rag a lot of the time. So I don't know if you want to touch on that a little bit. Bus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, part of our, I went, so this was before I decided to leave finance and take over Bragg. I went and did RAGBRAI for the first time because um, getting into it and learning more about the other cross state rides, you got to go and check out, you know, what, what other rides are doing well, what they're doing not, et cetera. So I decided to um, get some friends together and we all went up and did um, RAGBRAI. 
And, you know, much like we were talking about, you know, we camped outside actually slept in a hammock that whole week, (laughs) but it was, it was very, um, tiresome. You know, you're getting off the bike. If it was a long day, you're already tired. Then you got to set up your stuff the next day, break it down, set it up, break it down, set it up, break it down, set it up, break it down, which was fine. And it was totally fun. Uh, but then I saw all these folks that had all these awesome buses. I was like, man, that's awesome. And then I thought, you know, they would be super expensive. Um, which I found out they were for auction and they were super cheap. Yeah, and then I yeah. decided setting up and breaking down every day is for the birds. I'm buying a bus. <laughs> I think it's the main, um, the maintaining of the bus that turns into an expense. It's not that bad. You change the oil, get some new tires on it, make sure your brakes are good. You're good to go. Right, yeah, good. There you go. Yeah, I encourage you listeners to go and check out the Bragg bus during Ragbri this year if you're going to be riding Ragbri because it's pretty. the paint job is cool and then it goes from there. So... Um, and what we, you what we did is I love, um, I love that bus culture so much that we actually, uh, I created on our, on Bragg's YouTube channel, you can check out bus cribs. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. So I did MTV style, um, cribs. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but basically we recreated that and I went around to all the coolest buses I could find, you know, found the guy that was in charge of, you know, building it out or running it or however it was. And then get them to tour us around all the different buses so they um I don't know, we may have like 10 or 15 episodes on there um bragg's youtube channel of bus cribs definitely yeah. check that out and you can see all the cool rag buses i think i'm bus cribs's biggest fan so <laughs> you should watch <laughs> you should check it out and i can guarantee yeah. you that my team bus is not on there because uh I mean, I haven't been on the team actually riding on the team for a long time, but they finally got an indoor restroom like two years ago. So before that, it was, I mean, you know, we're trying to make it to Ragbri and we'd have to stop every hour to find a Casey's to go to the restroom. So it's, (laughs) yeah, they've got a ways to go before they can make it on your uh, episode of Bus Cribs. Or maybe they could be in the Hall of Shame. (laughs) The Hall of Shame, yes. That's great. Uh, All right. So let's get back on track a little bit more. Uh, I want to talk about Bragg a little bit more before we get totally in the weeds. Um, Let's talk about, let's talk about you. What do you, during the ride, during a typical day on the ride, what's your role? How do you, what, how do you operate? Uh, I'm just a firefighter, just putting out fire. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So just, and also the conductor, just making sure the train runs on time. We, you know, we are, we are great. We bring on a ton of staff, um, in addition to what we already have to help make the ride run smooth. Um, so just really just making sure everything is running like, like it has to. And I'm, you know, I'll be out on the route, you know, helping drive SAG or I'll, you know, go to the rest stops, making sure they have everything they need. And so I'll run into some people, you know, four and five times a day, you yeah. know, out on the route or back at town. So I'm kind of all over the place, just making sure, making sure everything is running smooth. Excellent. How about, um, tell us like, Andrea and I could go on forever on this question, but specific to Bragg, what are some of your favorite memories? Uh, probably growing up. I've got some fond memories growing mm-hmm. up. It's um, when I was 13 years old, I had a super sweet 20 inch chrome mongoose hoopty, which was my bike. <laughs> um, I thought I was super cool. I would polish that thing every day after school, and it was. Uh, I'd ride around the neighborhood thinking I was all that. And my mom was, you know, like everyone in 1999, super into Lance Armstrong. Oh, Uh, sure. And so she got the bright idea to go on this thing called Bragg. 
and um, you know, being 13, not having many options for what we were doing as a family <laughs> or many choice in, this, in the matter. Uh, she signed us up for one of their their ride called the Spring Tune Up Ride, which was a um, you know kind of a tune up ride where you go, you know, it's a three day ride, you know, same deal with their concerts at night and all that. But during the day, you know, you go out and ride. And she drug me along. I did 60 miles um, at 13 years old on a 20 inch hoopty. Oh <laughs> man. That's yeah, awesome. I remember just getting murdered on the hills, and you know, <laughs> guys were passing me saying, "Man, if I was on that thing, my knees would explode." Yeah. yeah. You're At like, the time, oh, great. oh yeah, old man, whatever. And then <laughs> now I look back and I'm like, yeah, I don't know how my knees didn't explode because uh, if my seat's not adjusted correctly now, my, I feel like my knees are going to explode. Um, so then the next year, we, um, you know, I was like, oh, next year we got to do this better. So she signed us up for the full week long ride across the state. So I guess I was 14. Went to Goodwill and got uh, a nice Bianchi. Oh wow. Um, that was a good oh, find. I say nice. It was nice for Goodwill. Well, you know, it, right, yeah. yeah. The, but yeah, the good tire find. Tire in it. Oh, no, it was a great, great find for sure. Uh, you know, the uh, the shifters were on the top tube and all that, the whole deal. Um, but it was great. And then, you know, of course, my mom was like, oh, you need to get on a ride. You need to get on a ride. And I was just still riding my hoopy around the neighborhood with pegs because <laughs> that's what we're into. Jumping ramps thinking I was training for riding across the state. And... Um, our babysitter at the time uh, was a family friend um, and she was pretty cute and she, their family had actually signed up for the ride too. So I was thinking I was going to ride this ride and impress her. Um, but boy, was I wrong about <laughs> how many miles we were doing and how tired I was at the end of each day. And uh, at the end of the ride, she wanted to finish. So I was like, yeah, I finished and, you know, chat with this girl at the end of every day. But needless to say, I didn't win her over, you know, being your babysitter that never, uh, that fantasy <laughs> yeah. never. Yeah. comes true as a 14 year old boy but um but no it's great so just getting out there and riding the ride at a young age and uh, not really knowing what you're getting into but you know enjoying it all the same was awesome yeah. and what a different perspective you have now because now you're an adult um I don't know if you still have the hoopty but when you see young kids peddling brag you probably have like you know nostalgia but also like oh man this poor little kid <laughs> oh it's great we have the full gamut. We have some folks who pull their kids on trailers, which I am, you know, I have two kids now and that is a goal of mine to be able to yeah. pull them that far on the trailer. I don't think yeah. I could right now, to be honest with you. It's, they, they, yeah. Those guys are beasts that do that. Um, and yeah, but seeing the younger kids and, you know, we've got this ride, you know, just like rag ride's been around for, you know, 43, 44 years now. Um, we've got whole families that will come and you've got three generations that are all doing the ride. You got the grandparents, the parents and the, the grandkids now that have all you know grown up and doing the ride and, you know, come back and do it year after year. Cause they love it so much. It's such a great family bonding experience. Um, you know, it's not your typical vacation that you can go out there and, you know, suffer through 60 miles together and have those memories, you know, later in life together. The memories of shared suffering. I love it. We bond yeah. over things like that. Oh, yeah. for sure. That reminds me of your family, yeah. Andrea, like all the parrots, all the generations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a very similar in that like some of my favorite memories of me and my brothers are when we were all in paint <laughs> cycling <laughs> on heavy bikes across the state. But yeah, so. And and that's, you know, you wouldn't replace that for anything in the world. Absolutely oh, not. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you touched a couple times on the fact that you have other events that you host. Uh, do you want to touch on those a little bit? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we like to do, you know, keep it going year round rather than just summer. So um, coming up, we have our spring tune-up ride, which is one of my favorite rides that we have. And that's a three-day stay in the same spot, don't have to move. We offer everything from 20 to 100 miles. And that's just a, a really special ride because everybody camps out at the Sunflower Farm. It's just beautiful. Um, and, you know, we've got three to four bands each day. All the food trucks are there. So everybody stays in one spot. And it's just such a great communal festival um where you're riding your bike every day it's just amazing um and that's coming up actually less than a month now oh wow coming right up yeah yeah and then uh this coming year next january we're also doing uh rides to mexico whoa wait a minute this sounds pretty cool muy bien exactly (laughs) um and that i really enjoy that because it's you know those are short miles so anybody can do them so a lot of folks will come with their spouses so we'll cover we're not doing more than 30 miles in a day but then we've got such a slate of cultural experiences when you get off the bike where we're visiting these cenotes that are just these, you know, deep blue swimming holes in the middle of the jungle you can visit. We go to Chichen Itza, which is the Mayan pyramids. Uh, we stop at this other place. We've got a cooking class from these uh, two Mayan, these old Mayan ladies who teach us how to make fresh corn tortillas right on the fire. Oh. Um, yeah, so tequila tastings we just it's such a great tour stay at some pretty nice hotels along the way um so mexico is is amazing uh, we're about to open up registration for that soon um and then we do our winter ride which i think i, I mentioned to you guys which is our our coastal tour uh and we get to just visit four different islands while we're there and it's all flat which is great yeah. and uh you know get some good weather and, and, and good views along the way cycling along the beach yeah, all flats about my speed during the winter time. <laughs> so I like oh, the sound sure. of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So all these rides, the, these fantastic, exciting rides, where do you go to register and how would you go about doing that? Yeah, brag.org. Oh, very oh, good. Super simple. Super easy. <laughs> <laughs> and even if you want to do like one of the Mexico trips, is that still where you start to go yeah. find that information? Brag. Brag.org, we've got all our rides up there. Um, and again, next year we're adding on this gravel ride, which I'm pretty excited about too. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then back to Bragg specifically, are you still accepting registration right now? We are. And we are unique in that, um, we don't close our registration. So you can, some folks will come register on site actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, and then there's also, you know, three day options, one day options, and we've got shuttles to get you back and forth from the different cities. So, um, you can ride and register for the ride, you know, as of the day up which is great. Excellent. Just a little side note. We're looking at the registration page right now and I love your logo. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The water bottle and like the waterfall. It's pretty neat. Oh, for the ride this year. Yeah. Yeah, Like some libations. Yes. That's that's this year. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. So, and it's the 43rd. So that's impressive. That's right. It would be the 44th, but we took, you know, we took a year off a couple of years ago. (laughs) Well, getting up there though. That's awesome. Yeah, that is that is. Yeah, you guys are on your uh, your fiftieth, which is exciting. Yeah, yep. We're we're officially not over the hill, but like getting there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that should be our logo next year. Anyway, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, Franklin, we so much appreciate that you came on the podcast to talk about Bragg and some of your other rides. And um, I guess the biggest question we have left is: Will we see you in Iowa in July? A hundred percent. We will be there with our big red tent bus and snooze box and the whole, whole mine. Awesome. Cool. And we'll put a, um, in our show notes, we'll put the link to your YouTube page so that people can check out the uh, bus cribs. 
you know, we've got bus cribs, and then we also have a rundown of um, what it's like to ride Ragbri from our perspective. Oh, so very good. Oh, cool. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Well, if anything bad, we didn't endorse that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. We'll yeah, put it that's there. Right. Okay. Yeah, all right, all right. We can handle that. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Franklin. Thank you. We'll yep. see you soon on the road. Fun having you on the show. Thanks. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just just go bike. bike!